No matter who you are, things in your life probably aren't going as expected, whatever that means. But the things you are doing right now, no matter what they are, that's your life. It's not a plan B. I'm your host, Madeline Mortensen, and you're listening to This Is Not A Backup Plan. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, happy April. I hope that if you are someone who celebrates Easter, that you had a very nice Easter Sunday. I think Easter is one of my very favorite holidays. I love that it marks spring. I love that it marks new life and like flowers and blooming and all those good things. Salt Lake City has been getting a lot of snow, like all of Utah has been so snowy, but it seems like the weather is starting to turn to spring weather. And so while I'm a little bit nervous about flooding, I'm really, really excited. I took a sewing class a few weekends ago with a friend and we sewed these very cute dresses and I finished mine in time for Easter. It was just fun to have an Easter dress again, which I feel like I have not done for a long time. And my sister wanted a very cute corset made out of a Beatrix Potter tea towel that had Peter Rabbit on the front. And so I helped her with that and that got all finished. And so we just had very, very, very fun fits for Easter. Thank you so much for humoring me in March. I had the best time ever with March Sisters Madness. I hope that was a fun little treat for you. And if it was not your thing, I'm glad you're back for April and you can expect regular content. I've been very excited about this week's interview for a long time. My guest is Lindsay, who is a podcast listener. And last year, she took a few months long trip to Europe that she had been planning for and saving for for years. So I got to catch up with her after her trip. I got to hear about how it went, her experience. Um, It was just really fun to hear about how things went for her. So I can't wait for you to hear this conversation. And if you enjoy listening to Lindsay's stories, like you should definitely check out her Instagram and see some of the very fun pictures she shared from her travels and like this is just a plug to you if you are listening and you've done something cool lately or you have a skill set or you want to talk about how your aspirations your career your ambitions your passions have changed and evolved over time I'd love to hear from you maybe it'll make an interview like Lindsay's did or maybe it'll spark another idea for a audience type episode where people send in submissions so just send me your ideas I love to hear what you're thinking about. Good morning, Lindsay. It's so fun to visit with you. Will you take a minute to introduce yourself before we start chatting? Sure. Uh, my name is Lindsay Belvedere. I am currently in Edmonton, Alberta, Canada. I am 32 years old. I am a public health professional, and I recently just came home from a wonderful trip in Europe in the Middle East. So 
I'm excited to talk with you about that today. Yes, I'm so excited to hear about your trip. Will you start out by telling me about the idea and the planning for this trip and making it happen? Tell me a little bit about that part. Sure. So this has been something that I have wanted to do for years. When I was in my mid-20s, I would say I had a bunch of friends that were able to do a longer trip to different parts of the world. And just because of where I was at in life, I was never able to join them. During this time, I was going on a mission and then I went to grad school. And so I just had different priorities at the time, but it's kind of thing I always wanted to do. And so when I finished grad school in 2018, I told myself that I was going to work for three years and save enough money to do like a six month trip around the world. And of course, COVID happened because three years would have been 2021. And so when that wasn't going to be possible, I took another job, a 14-month contract, which ended in June. And then I was finally able to do this trip that I'd wanted to do so much. I will say the trip looked quite different from how I even imagined it four years ago when I had this vision of where I was going to go and what I was going to do. And it even ended up looking different than what I thought it was going to look like in September when I left. By the time I came home, it even looked different. I don't know. <laughs> tell me a little bit yeah. about like planning and saving it. Like that's a big thing to plan mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. thinking about like the cost of going and all those logistics. How did you figure out and start prioritizing that and making it happen? As soon as I started working out of grad school, like this was the one thing that I was like saving all my money for. I know a lot of people would probably be using that money to work towards a down payment or like for a home or maybe buying a nicer car or paying off your student loans a little bit faster, which I still have. (laughs) And which I did do a pretty good job of paying off probably two thirds of them before I left. But yeah, it was just a thing that I was like, this is what I want to save my money for. Um, I ended up saving almost $30,000, which was more than I had initially intended to save. But that was because I got that extra year of working. That was how much I was able to save. And I was able to basically live off that money for six months, which was really incredible. And I will say I was lucky enough that I had a fairly decent paying job with the government straight out of grad school. And so it did provide me with the opportunity to be able to save more money than I maybe otherwise would have been able to. It's really exciting. Mm -hmm. So when it comes to the actual like planning where you want to go, tell me about what you were thinking about, what you were prioritizing, what you were considering. To be quite honest, my brain is, I want to go everywhere all at the same time. So (laughs) that's not helpful. But I guess when I prioritized, how did I decide where I wanted to go? So I knew there were a few places that I had always been on my bucket list that I for sure wanted to go to. Paris being one of them. And Turkey was the other main one that was like on my bucket list of where I wanted to go to. But then there were a few other places where I ended up going there because of friends. So I have a friend that lives in Vienna and I've been to Vienna before to see her, but I thought, you know, if I'm going to go to Paris and I want to go to Vienna and see my friend at the same time, because I'm not that far away. The other thing is I served my mission in the country of Georgia And, you know, as part of this trip, I really wanted to go back to Georgia. So I was away for about three and a half months. I ended up spending four of those weeks in Georgia, which was longer than anywhere else I went. But that was a priority for me to be back in Georgia and to see more of the country and to visit with some people that I knew. And then my brother actually ended up coming over and meeting me in Georgia. And I was able to spend 10 days there with him to show him him around. And so that was really special. 
also. And then as far as other places that I ended up deciding to go to, again, a few of those places were dictated by, I ended up having some other friends that were traveling at the same time. So with those friends, I went to Spain and the Czech Republic and Slovakia, which honestly, none of those places are really on my like top list of places that I wanted to go. But because I had friends that were traveling at the same time, it just worked out that I was able to meet up with them and go visit those places. And then some other places (laughs) were a little bit dictated by budget, especially towards the end of my trip. So before I left, I had planned the first... I'd say about nine weeks. So I spent three weeks in in Western Europe. So I went London, Paris, Vienna, and then I met up with these friends in the Czech Republic and Slovakia. And then I went to Slovenia. And the reason I chose Slovenia is because it was actually on a number of top places to travel in 2022 lists. And it just looked so beautiful. And it was. That was what got me to choose Slovenia. And then I went to Georgia for those four weeks. And then I was in Turkey for two weeks. And then I was in Malta for five days. And Malta was another place that was also, I guess, a bucket list place for me that I really wanted to see just because I'd seen pictures of it and it looked absolutely beautiful. And so when I had left in September, I had planned that far, my time in Malta. And then kind of after that, I found out my friends were going to Spain. And so then I added that to my trip. After Malta, I went and met them in Spain. And the timing just happened to work out that I can make that happen. And then after that, I wasn't exactly sure what I was going to do after being in Spain. But what I, let me see what I want to share. So initially when I chose to go to Turkey, I thought I was going to be in Turkey by myself. And so I booked a two week group tour through a company called G Adventures. They're a Canadian tour company, but they run tours all over the world. And I'd never done a group tour like that before. And then in the end, actually, another friend of mine from home ended up coming over and joining me on this tour. And the tour was amazing. We had the best time for those two weeks. The tour guide was great. Everybody in our tour group was wonderful. I saw all the sites that I wanted to see in Turkey. Like it was the best experience. And so after that, I started looking into maybe there's another one of these tours I can do before I go home. Another person from my tour group was going to Morocco. And so I looked into maybe I could go to Morocco towards the end of my trip, but it just weren't going to work. And some of the tours were already sold out. So I ended up deciding to go to Jordan, which was another place that I really wanted to go to, but I kind of initially decided, no, I won't do that as part of this trip. I'll do it sometime in the future. Um, And so I ended up booking this trip to Jordan three weeks before I was going to go, which was an impulsive last minute decision that, and also maybe stretched my budget a little bit further than, than I should have, but it was another incredible trip. I also booked it through G Adventures and it was the same thing. Our group was great. The guide was great. I saw everything I wanted to see. And it actually worked out that a family I knew, an American embassy family had just been posted to Jordan. And so I was actually able to stay with them for the first couple of days I was there and then do this trip, this one week tour through Jordan. And so I feel like the timing kind of just worked out with a lot of places that I decided to go to and being able to meet up with different people that I knew along the way. And then I guess the other place I went to that I haven't mentioned was Portugal. And Portugal wasn't really on my list of places to go when I left. But after being in Spain, 
I had this weird kind of 10 day gap of what am I going to do uh, before I go to Jordan? And so I've been talking with a few friends and some of them suggested that I go to Portugal because it's a little bit cheaper than other parts of Europe. And anyhow, that's what I ended up doing. And I also had a great time there. So yeah, it's been, it was an adventure, a great adventure. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like I just rambled on for a long time. (laughs) It sounds like it was a really good adventure. And from talk, from listening to you talk, it sounds like that you did like a bunch of different kinds of things, like joining like tour groups to meeting up with friends to also spending time alone. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. And I actually, I ended up spending way less time alone than I initially thought I would. I think it was only about four weeks maybe, yeah, between four to five weeks that I ended up spending by myself. And yeah, I was away for almost three and a half months. So I feel very fortunate that I never really had to spend that much time alone, even though initially when I left, I thought maybe I'd be spending more time alone than I did. Yeah. I just just think it's really fortunate that it worked out that way. I don't mind traveling alone. Like I've done trips by myself. I went to New York last April by myself for six days. I've traveled to other places alone, but I will say that sometimes it's just great to be around other people. And also, I don't know if you ever tried going to a beach by yourself, but it's not a fun time. So yeah, I feel like there there are definite advantages to being with other people. And I was really fortunate to meet people along the way. Even when I was in Lisbon, I was in Lisbon for 10 days by myself. It was the longest stretch in a row that I had by myself. But I actually, I did a group walking tour in Lisbon on one of my first days there. And I met two other Canadians in the group at the time. And we did meet up a couple more times during the 10 days I was there because we were all there for about the same amount of time. So I was still able to meet some really friendly strangers along the way too to spend some time with, which was really great. I think it's really nice to have a mix of both kinds of traveling. It's so fun to go with people you love and that you care about or people that you're friends with. And it is. And if I'm like by myself for a really long time, like that gets to be a lot. However, I think it's really fun to go at your own pace and then like to meet kind strangers and to do whatever you want to do. Sometimes when you're with other people, it's not a bad thing, but you have to change your priorities. Like your priorities need to be like being with the people and like meeting other people's needs. And when you get to travel alone, the priorities can be seeing what you want to see. Yeah, no, that's definitely true. And I've definitely traveled with friend I would say whose travel style is a little bit different than mine or like their priorities and what they want to see are a little bit different than mine and so sometimes yeah it is really nice to be able to have the freedom to decide for myself what I want to do each day and how much I want to do each day and where I want to go and what I want to eat but then on the other hand when I was in Spain with my two friends um they I, they decided what we were going to do. And more importantly, they decided where we were going to eat. And they're very much, they're very foodie type people. And I will say the food in Spain was like some of the best food I've ever eaten. And I think I wouldn't have had that experience had I not been with my two friends that are so into food and like, you know, the best restaurants. Not that I don't like a good meal, but I'm not the maybe not necessarily going to look up the top places to eat because I want the top places to eat maybe on a little bit more of a budget where they were more like, we're just going to, we're going to splurge and eat a little bit more nicely. And so we had some really great food because I was with these two friends that were so into, into searching that out. So yeah, pros and cons of being with people and doing your own thing. That's really awesome. (laughs) We've talked about your trip in broad strokes, but will you tell me specifically some of the favorite things? What are the things you're going to keep remembering and looking back on? What are some of the things that you just love the most about this experience? 
Oh, okay. Where do I start? (laughs) Let me see. Okay. A few things. So maybe I'll talk a little bit about the two group tours I did. I will say those are probably two of my favorite experiences. Like Turkey and Jordan are both such beautiful countries. The people were just like so kind. Turkish people are very funny. They have a really great sense of humor, which was a really nice surprise. And like the sites were beautiful. There's lots to see. But then also I just feel like because I was on these two group tours with these two amazing tour guides and just two amazing groups of people, I feel like it really made the experience. And I think I got quite lucky in part because our the in Turkey, there were 18 of us on this tour and our, we asked our guide at the end of it if we were his favorite tour group ever. And he was like, I can't say that. But he did say, he's like, but you're one of the best I've had because you all got along and didn't fight with each other. And I was like, what? Is this, is this normal? Like people go on group tours and then have fights with the other adults on the tour with them. I just thought it was such an odd comment from him, but apparently that was a really common experience for him from being a full-time tour guide and leading groups of tours, all like groups of people all the time that he was frequently having to like mitigate conflict between other people on the tour, which kind of blew my mind. So I feel like just, I just keep thinking about that comment that he made and just it makes me feel like I got so lucky with the wonderful group of people that I was able to meet on this tour, people from all over the world. Plus I got to be there with my friend. So that was just such a positive experience. And I think from that, I would definitely look into doing other group tours, which I'd never really thought I would do. I was never really interested in doing that before, in part because it's usually, it was more expensive than had I planned out the trip myself. I probably could have done it cheaper, but I think just the opportunity that I had to spend that time with a local guide and to meet other people um, was just like, just really made it for me. So I think I would do something like that again in the future, for sure. Trying to think other highlights for me. I think from that first part of my trip before I went to Georgia, I mentioned Slovenia. I think Slovenia is one of the most beautiful places I've ever been as far as nature, as far apart from like Canada. <laughs> I feel like I can't really count my own country, even though, yes, Canada is very beautiful. But Slovenia, it just it has the mountains with the lakes. And the day I got there, it had been pouring rain. And then I woke up the next morning and the skies had cleared and there was fresh snow on the top of the mountains. It was September. And so that was so exciting (laughs) for me. And then I was also able to spend a couple of days on the Slovenian coast. And Slovenia only has 40 kilometers of coastline. It's a very small coast, Um, but it was right on the Adriatic Sea. I was able to swim in the sea, eat some good seafood. It was just beautiful. So Slovenia is definitely a place I would love to go back to in the future to be able to just spend more time outdoors in their nature. I'm trying to think another highlight for me. So my first week uh, when I went back to Georgia, I was actually able to go spend a couple of days in a part of the country I hadn't been to before. There was a new like glamping spot that had opened up in outside of this tiny little village up on the top of a mountain. And I had been following them on Instagram for a couple of years. And I just knew that I really, really wanted to go there. And so I was able to go there and spend three nights there, which was incredible. And these, it was the fanciest camping I've ever done. It was a tent, but it had a full 
queen size bed in the tents with a wood stove and it was just beautiful and then all of the tents opened up to an incredible view of the valley below and the village and so being able to do that was really incredible and then after that i went back to a city called batumi which is right on the black sea and i was able to meet so during the pandemic i was kind of i needed something to do we all needed something to do <laughs> during covid and so i found myself a georgian teacher i spoke Georgian on my mission. So I found myself a Georgian teacher just because I didn't want to forget it. And I wanted someone to just practice with on a regular basis. And so we started meeting once a week during COVID. And over time, we've got to be like pretty good friends, but I'd never met her in real life. And so I was able to go back to Batumi and she came and met me there. And we were able to spend a couple of days together. And so that was a really fun experience too, to meet this like new friend that I had made over the pandemic to meet them in real life. That was really special. So I think those are some things that'll stick with me. I guess the the other thing that I'm thinking of was I was lucky enough at the last week of my trip to be able to go back to Vienna to see my friend that I had saw I'd seen her in September and I was able to go back in December and then go back to London, which London is where I'd started my trip. I was able to finish my trip again in London before going home. And because it was December in Europe, I was able to do the Christmas markets in Vienna and see all the beautiful like European Christmas lights. So that was really special. I was only in London for two days in December, but I happened to be there the night that I went out to do a walk about the city to see the Christmas lights was also their first snowfall of the year. So it was snowing, big fluffy snowflakes and all the lights were out and it was just beautiful. So I feel like those are some yeah, special experiences that are going to stay with me. Love that. How has it been coming back to reality after doing that for a few months? The worst. Okay, maybe not the worst, but it hasn't really gone exactly how I thought it would. And that, yeah, I've been home for six weeks. I'm still unemployed. I had definitely thought I would have a job by now. Um, I did. I interviewed for a job when I was away, actually, that I'd really hoped I would get. And then I and I didn't. And then I interviewed for another job shortly after I got home in December. And I found out about two weeks ago that I didn't get that job. <laughs> so since then, since Christmas, I've applied for 12 jobs. Before Christmas, I think I applied for another six or seven, maybe. So I'm still waiting to hear back from most of them. I had an interview yesterday for a job that I applied for before Christmas. And I actually think it went quite well. So we're going to Keep our fingers crossed and hopefully hopefully I get that job because I think it would be a really wonderful job. But yeah, it's been interesting and that hasn't exactly gone um, how I hoped it would. I Yeah, I just, I thought it would be, I would have an easier time having a job. And I definitely thought that I would, I was really hoping I would have a job before I came home, even a job lined up because I, yeah, I did apply for a few jobs while I was away, but Anyhow, it hasn't worked out and that's that's okay. I feel like I was able to have this really incredible experience and I just think, you know, the job will come. I can't worry about it. I've been lucky enough that the first three weeks or so that I was home, I was I had Lisa gave me the time to visit with my family and visit with some friends. And then for the last couple of weeks, I've been staying with a friend here in Edmonton who's been kind enough to host me. But yeah, I'm really hopeful that I hear something in the next week or so and hopefully get back into the workforce as much as I have loved the time off now that I'm home I'm definitely starting to get a little bit antsy about okay it's time to 
do something and get back to reality and be productive again. What do you feel like from your trip are things you'll take with you with like maybe how you'll see your life differently or the world differently? Does that make sense? You can't do something that big without changing your perspective or influencing how you feel about yourself or other things. I feel like I already had this perspective a little bit before I left because I have traveled quite a bit and before this this is the first longer trip that I've done, but I've done quite a bit of traveling. But I think I just come home and I just think like the world is so beautiful. And I think sometimes it's obviously hard to have that perspective because there's so much like negativity and like hard things, especially on the news. And I do think it's not the type of person that thinks we need to like shut out the news because it's negative. I know some people feel like they just don't want to look at what's happening in the world because it's negative often quite negative and it's difficult to deal with. And I'm not that type of person. I like to know what's happening in the world. I think just being away and traveling and meeting new people and seeing other places, it just helps me to have that perspective of, yeah, there are some like really terrible, hard things going on right now in the world, but at the same time, there's so much joy and so much beauty and just so many wonderful people and cultures out there. So I think it just helps me to, yeah, I don't know. Just, I keep a, it helps me to keep a more positive perspective, even when things maybe don't seem so positive. Does that make sense? I, yeah, I love that. Yeah. I love that. It's, I think it's very important to hold the difficult things and to recognize them and to work to do what we can to address them. And it's really unfair for the world and for people as a whole to not recognize the beautiful things happening at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I agree. I think also, yeah, I think it's really important to have experiences with people that are different from you as well. Yeah. To interact with people from different places and different cultures. I will say particularly being in like Turkey and Jordan, which are cultures that are quite different from the Western culture that I grew up in. I feel like I came away from those experiences thinking like, how do I put this? Just that I should never stereotype place. I don't know. Yeah. Just that I feel like we hear things again, this is like a, we hear things on the news, we in the media about different places. And I just feel like in my experience, none of those stereotypes have ever been true when I've been to those places and experience them and spend time with the people there. So I, I think it's, yeah, I think it's just important to have that perspective because I know I like definitely hear from people like, can't believe you went there. I heard it's dangerous or, you know, stuff like that. And that has not been my experience. Obviously you should exercise caution, <laughs> not be dumb, but I've never, I would say I've never had any like negative, like truly negative experiences when traveling and meeting new people and seeing new places. Yeah, I think that's important. Anything else you want to say before you wrap up? Oh, I think I would just say, if you're thinking of taking a trip, whether long or short, just do it. I just, I don't think you'll ever regret experiencing a new place and meeting new people and seeing new things. And even if it's a, sh a short drive from your home or a longer trip. I think both are so great. Something that I do with being home is I actually keep a bucket list in the back of my planner. I'm a person with a paper planner. I keep a bucket list in the back of my planner of like things that I want to do locally. And when I first moved back to 
Alberta four years ago, this list was quite long, like almost two columns. And I've worked my way down the list. But every year when I get a new planner, I kind of move what I haven't done in the list. It's my new planner. And so I think even though I'm home and probably will not be going anywhere for quite a while because I've spent all my money, I still have a list of things that I haven't done closer to home that I can do to get the like the adventure, satisfy my adventure exploration bug locally while maybe in the future thinking of doing another trip. So I just think, yeah, whether you're only able to drive somewhere within an hour of your home or you want to take an overseas trip, like there are always opportunities to do things. And I just think you will never regret doing those things. So maybe that's what I want to leave folks with is just do it. Do you want to share your Instagram if people want to see some of the fun pictures you shared from your trip? Yeah, sure. So my Instagram is at Lindsay Megan B. So L-I-N-D-S-A-Y-M-E-G-A-N-B. Feel free to reach out if you have questions about planning a trip or if you want to see, yeah, want to see some pictures about of where I went or have questions about where I went, please feel free to reach out. I'll also say just on another note, I my job is I'm a public health professional. So if folks have public health questions too, feel free to reach out because I love talking about that also, even though we didn't talk about that as part of this conversation. It would be my other love i would say. thank you so much Lindsay. it was so fun to get to know you more and hear about your trip thank you maddie i really appreciate i'm talking to you hey it's ryan reynolds and i'm here with keith co-star of my upcoming film if only in theaters may 17th do you want to tell people the big news all right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Thank you so much to Lindsay for your time and thank you so much to you for listening. I'm so glad that you're here. Please rate and review on Spotify and on Apple Podcasts. I would love to hear your feedback and your ratings and review help other people who might be interested in the show. They help them to find the show. Please share on social media with your family and friends. I love hearing about just how this podcast has benefited you and I love getting to find other people who connect with these conversations. I'm going to be switching to every other week. I might ramp up to weekly again, but just as different things change in my life, different podcasting schedules worked. So I just wanted you to know it'll be a little bit less frequent, but the guests and the conversations are still going to be awesome. You can find me on Twitter at Madeline K, and you can find this podcast on Instagram at Not A Backup Plan. Have a wonderful week, and remember, this is your life. It's not a plan B.